Hello, my name is Wan, and you're listening to Birthing Babes podcast. On this second daddy soat, I chat to my good mate Vaughn about the complications that arose during the pregnancy of his son, as well as the birth and time spent at the hospital afterwards. We also touched on the topic of postnatal mental health. Uh, my name is Vaughn. I am father to a 18-month-old little boy. Yes. Um, who has changed my life quite significantly. <laughs> um, I am friends with Juan. We met in uni. We studied together. Um, so yeah, I subsequently I work in tech. Um, that's my thing. You know, I still don't know what you do for work, and I know we went to uni together, but we we went down different paths. Mm. And I'm not going to try and explain it <laughs> because <laughs> it's too long. You have explained to me so many times. And still, I'm just like, yeah, he works in IT, project manager, I think. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Perfect. So I don't program, but I do other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) You're making money. Yeah, I make money. It pays the bills. It's good. So so a little backstory. I went to uni with Vaughn. So I've I've known Vaughn for quite a while now. Over 10 years, I think. 2007, I think. Seven, yeah. Yeah. So 12 years. Um, I think that's a long time to know someone. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you told me, you and Liz told me that you guys were having a baby, I, I, was, I came out of the bathroom and I was about to say, man, I haven't had my period and... My boobs are so sore, but then you sprung it onto me first. You're like, oh, can can I show one? You showed me. So did you know? Already? No, I didn't at okay. the time. Yeah. But I was asking the right questions yeah. that night. I was like, so Liz, what made you take that test? <laughs> <laughs> and she was listing all the symptoms that I was going through. Right. Yeah. Apart from maybe a, a couple of things. And I'm like, so that night we went out for um, our friend's 30th, Ben. Yeah. And I drank and I'm like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm just going to have my last hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> Before you find out officially. Very responsible. Um, and the next morning I took the test. Yeah. And I was pregnant. Right. Yeah. And I felt bad. I'm like, oof. Um, yeah. But right. Because it was a surprise for us because we were, we had, we weren't necessarily planning, but we weren't not trying if you like um, because we'd been living overseas Mm -hmm. and um, I think Liz took I think Liz had an inkling straight after we got back but she took the test I think two days after we got back and that's when Uh she found out yeah so literally two days after landing in the country back in Australia having you know I I think I had a job lined up but not really Mm. Um, so lots of uncertain things in life yeah and we found out Liz was pregnant which was pretty awesome but then Mm. pretty nerve-wracking at the same time yeah. Akira was a pleasant surprise also. <laughs> exactly the same thing. I think it's, it's always going to be a surprise, right? But I think there's different yeah. levels of planning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we were ready in our life. We were, yeah, as I said, we were returning from overseas. And I think that was the obvious next chapter because mm. we already had a house. Got married. Um, we were married. So it was going to happen eventually. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about the pregnancy yeah. Well, Lucy's pregnancy. Yeah, so I think I could probably speak to my my experience, but I think we had a we had a pregnancy which didn't go as planned. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the start it was all good. And then at the 20 week uh, scan, I can't remember what they call it. Um, 20 week scan. Yeah, the 20 week scan <laughs> where they check everything, um, which is still amazing that they can see everything when the, the baby is so small. Um, I remember we went to we went to a clinic in Ivanhoe and we we're just expecting it to be a, a routine scan. I was lucky actually, I went along, I, you know, I went, I took the morning off work and went along with Liz to have the scan. Um, and I remember them checking over the, the baby and the lady, we told her we didn't want to know the sex. So she was often doing things without talking to us or telling us yep. what's going on, which, which we kind of knew was fine. Um, but then we realized that she was scanning certain areas quite a lot and not saying much and, mm. and, you know, checking things over and over. Mm. Um, so then she, she said she needed to go get a second opinion on something mm. and she walked out of the room and we thought, okay, you know, here we go. What's going on? Mm. Um, so then another, another doctor came in or yeah, doctor. Um, and had a look and then said, okay, I can see something on the, the scan that's not as what we expect. Um, so she said, just, you know, get, get cleaned up and, and go sit in the waiting room and, and I'll come and have a chat to you. Um, right. so then she came in pretty quickly. Um, she was really good actually, but she, she came in with a book of, you know, this, this huge book. Um, she came in prepared around what she was going to say. And she yeah. said, you know, this, there's something, not right with your with your child's heart. He has a um, something hasn't formed correctly during his um, during the pregnancy so far. So um, she was quite confident. Well, she wasn't going to diagnose it. She was quite confident in what she'd found. And um, I just remember what she said. She described to it as, "If you're going to have a problem with the heart, this is the one to have. This yeah. is the one that they know how to treat." Right. Um, which was, you know, somewhat. Um, we were still worried, but but we said, okay, you know, that's if that's her opinion, let's let's go off and see the doctors that we needed to see. So from that point onward, I think what turned from a pretty smooth pregnancy, and you know, I don't want to speak for for my wife, but you know, she didn't really have a lot of morning sickness and was all traveling smoothly in the first half. She was fine. Yeah. She was. I just. It's funny because when I think of think back to remember when we were both pregnant, I was just like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> As much as I like being pregnant, I was in pain, and Liz was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm okay." Yeah, you know, she wasn't scared of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She handled it really well, I think. Mm. Um, oh, maybe she's think... not a winder like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so that from that point on was, I think that you know, while Liz um, still felt, Liz is my wife. While Liz still felt. Um, like she had a, a good pregnancy, so she didn't have a lot of morning sickness right throughout. I think that the focus turned to the development of the baby and we knew something wasn't right there. So that turned into lots of different checks. Mm. Um, we went pretty quickly and had a, a chat with a, a heart specialist who, again, did more scans and essentially confirmed what the, the previous doctor had told us, mm-hmm. um, that he had a yeah congenital heart, di- heart disorder, mm-hmm. congenital heart disease, um, which is called TGA transposition of the great arteries where i i can't remember i think it's the the pulmonary artery and the other one the Mm -hmm. aorta i think (laughs) anyway the two the two um tubes at the bottom of the heart were swapped around yeah so he didn't have the he didn't have the right circuit essentially of of oxygen pumping through his body which was actually i i started to do some research once we found out and it was it's quite fascinating because the 
pregnancy for that condition is totally fine because the baby doesn't obviously doesn't rely on oxygen through their lungs. Yes. So they're just getting all the oxygen from the mother. Um, but it wasn't until the baby was born that mm. we'd have to actually do something about it. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. I remember you telling me that there's nothing at all you guys can do until yeah. Sebastian comes. Yeah. Yep. I think it, if anything during the pregnancy, it just meant we got better treatment because we went to the special clinics and, yeah. you know, less waiting times and, when you know, more... Um, uh, I guess increased focus on the the baby's development as well yeah. to make sure everything else was was coming along as expected. So, yeah. I guess if you can look for a silver lining, that was it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So on the uh, after sorry during the ba- during our baby shower, um, Liz had made plans to catch up with me um, on that following Wednesday. Yeah. And but by I think Tuesday. I got a message from you guys with a photo of a baby. So it would have been I think it was Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So my first thought was, Oh my god, a baby and then I'm like, wait, so are we still catching up? <laughs> <laughs> I think we had we, we did that to someone else as well. We made plans on Lee. the Wednesday night. Oh, it was my cousin. Oh, anyway, was... But she we had to just keep leading her on because we, I don't know. Yeah, if we yeah. came up with some stupid excuse, she might have guessed or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, did you did you guys have labor on Tuesday? But no, you've already, you've, there was an induction date set. Yeah. Um, but we only found out four days before the day uh, though. We just went in for another routine check. And obviously you're getting towards the end yeah, of the pregnancy. Yeah. You, you know it's coming up. Yeah. But we, it, was, it was a bizarre, quick meeting with the doctor. She just said, okay. Let's do it. You know, four days time. Let's book it in. I didn't get to catch up, by the way, that Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) How selfish. I know. You used me. (laughs) Um, So how was how was that? How was the induction? Um, It was it was long. Um, I think so. So Liz went in the night before, um, which was, I think, pretty straightforward. Um, It's interesting. You know, I was trying to encourage her to just get a good night's sleep because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, I went home and had, I think, a reasonable night's sleep, but I was, I'm sure I was stressing at the time, thinking about what's going on because mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we, I had to get up and I was back in the hospital by 6 a.m., I think. Ooh. And then yeah. <laughs> and then by 7-ish, they'd started on the hormones, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but we didn't really know. We hadn't been told what to expect. We knew, you know, yes, Liz is going to be induced. Um, and we knew, yes, once the baby came along, there'd be, you know, some additional doctors in the room mm. to, to help with, with the condition. Um, but we didn't know what, it, you know, how long the induction might be. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it started at 7am and Sebastian was born at 11.40pm mm. that night. So it wasn't a quick process. Jesus. Yeah. So that was a long day. I don't remember a lot of it. Because what the fuck, you're dude? just running on adrenaline, I think. I told you to do some homework for this. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm not joking. I, um, it was, yeah, it was a long, I, I, what I do remember is a long day. Like there, were, I remember f- like phases, like mm-hmm. different phases that Liz went through mm-hmm. in her delivery. I remember at one stage, um, I was so hungry and I, <laughs> my sister brought me a meal. Yeah. And she knew that, um, yeah, yeah, she must have known. Yeah, she knew. I think we told her family, yeah, um, what to expect. You keep texting her just random stuff, and she was expecting for you to text her that the baby's Yeah, that's here. right. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> said, no, I just need food. Can you bring me food, please? <laughs> so Liz graciously let me go and eat some food, which is good. So mm. I had a bit of energy. Mm. I don't know how she survived. I don't know how women do it. She but, didn't eat? Uh, no, no. She can't eat? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think she was in... She wasn't in the best state to eat because mm. it was a long day. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure if you're allowed to eat. Were you yeah, allowed to eat? Probably not. I don't know. Because then if... Something about if you were to have an emergency C-section, you have to have a, um empty tummy or oh, something. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Did I make that up? Who knows? Mm. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> about right. Run with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So it's... But then the... So that, yeah, it was a really long day. He was eventually born... 20 minutes before midnight mm. um the the birth was bizarre because they told us you know there was going to be some additional people in the room that would monitor him um when he, when sebastian was born mm-hmm. um but we didn't really expect how many people how or many? anticipate how many people i think there was about 15 in Ooh. the end <laughs> they the, when we were nearly done um one of the doctors got on the phone and the, i just remember saying so yeah i'm just down in the room yeah things are getting started yeah, he should be fine. Okay, cool. And he hangs up and then just one after one, these doctors and midwives and nurses and, and they all start rolling in and they bring in machines. and Yeah. So, yeah. Did was, you get uh, the same doctor all the, the whole time? Uh, no, no. Oh, we had the same specialist. Yeah. Who um, was in the room also? Or? No, he was waiting. He was waiting in emergency or That's in the, nice. the NICU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I'm not sure how it works. I think they had him on call. Mm-hmm. So we had different... Yeah, we just went public system, so different obstetricians, and yeah. we didn't, you know, didn't know the midwives beforehand or anything like that. But that mm. didn't matter to us because they were all fantastic anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he was born. Um, do we just keep rattling on? No, I love this. <laughs> so then, it, yeah. So so Sebastian was born, and and one thing we didn't expect we we well we expected him to be whisked away pretty quickly so that they could monitor his oxygen levels. Um, but Liz actually got to hold him and, and put him on her chest which was fantastic they're pretty so. um so uh, i gave birth at the same hospital mm. as liz and um hearing from other people too they people like you know they're pretty big on skin on skin mm. Mm. yeah which is nice yeah it seems and be, important apparently yeah i think it was when we did our classes it was talked about quite a lot mm. that it was encouraged so so that was good mm-hmm. um i think yeah it, we knew he'd have to be taken away eventually because they had to do a procedure to, I don't want to get technical, but they had, there's a there's an opening in the heart when the baby's in the womb, mm. which clo- starts to close immediately once they're born, as mm-hmm. the oxygen cycle kicks in. Um, so he, yeah, he started breathing on his own and mm-hmm. it was fine. And he came out and he was purple and I mm. started freaking out. I'm like, is this normal? Mm. Like, I don't know what's going on. And they look scary it's like, I think that's out. just natural anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but baby. it's like, I, you know, obviously... Yeah, I'm not the. I get a bit queasy in hospital situations, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to go. I didn't go and research mm. what does a baby look like when it comes out anyway, so I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> but they, yeah, so then they, yeah, he, um, he was on Liz's chest for a little bit, and then they took him away. And um, what was really good was um, the doctors actually right before the birth they said to me, they said we need to do our thing, so you know, but it's your child, so if you want to, you know, be next to him, whatever, you do what you need to do. And if we need you, need you to get out of the way, we'll tell you to get out of the way. So, mm-hmm. so that was really good. They said, take photos, do what you need to do. So, mm-hmm. so they put him on a, like a bed, I guess, a tiny little bed, a mobile bed. And then they, we took him up into the, the NICU, the mm-hmm. ICU for, for neonatal, mm-hmm. um, which, was, which was pretty intimidating because you go into a room of, 
um, you know, preemie babies that are, yeah. you know, 20, 22 weeks old and they're tiny. Um, I didn't know how to act when you were walking me through the NICU. Oh, right, when we took you yeah, in. Yeah, like, it's a, it's, I became immediately no comfortable with it, yeah. but I think just because I had to, but mm. it's a very intimidating mm. situation. Mm. Um, there was actually, yeah, so he had his, his first procedure about an hour after he was born, which, okay. which I didn't want to witness, mm. um, but it was all pretty smooth and done pretty quickly. So I went and hung out with Liz while she was recovering. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I think, probably maybe about 3 a.m., we got to go and see him. And he was he was fine, breathing on his own. Um, I think he had oxygen on just as a precautionary. Yeah. But, you know, we got, we got to hold him and, and whatnot, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then the next couple of days, I think it was, you know, while we were in the hospital, it was kind of just normal baby. Um, you know, Liz could breastfeed. Um, the only difference was he had a few wires just monitoring yeah. oxygen levels and whatnot because I think it's, as I understand it, the, the condition doesn't um, cause a problem until two weeks after birth. So you kind of got that two-week yeah. window to for the baby to build up a bit of strength, yeah. um, develop their feeding mechanism, mm. um, which is quite important, so I hear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was strange. But but a, a comforting environment as well. Yeah. Like we were we were in and out. You know, five or six times a day to feed. Yeah. It was lucky we lived close to the hospital. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it would have been a pretty stressful time if we did. But yeah. And when was the major surgery? So major surgery, I think he was... Mm, actually, I've forgotten this now. I think he was nine days old. Mm. Nine days old. So he got, I think after about a week, he got transferred to the Royal Children's. Mm. Got put in the back of an ambulance. So he rode in the ambulance with him. So he had his first ambulance ride at, yeah. <laughs> when he was pretty young. Yeah. And then um, he had his operation, I think, at nine days old. So that was mm. open heart surgery... Um, on the what is it called the machine where they they pump your blood and breathe for the baby the, what the iron lung or, I can't remember what it's called oh so, you've told me you yeah. gave you gave me a brochure yeah so they, anyway they, they stop his heart they put him on a machine oh that breathes gosh. for him and which That's is pretty really intense yeah and then we the so the the surgery was was pretty long uh, I'd, actually, I don't think the actual procedure was really long, but, but getting him onto the machine, prepping for surgery, doing the surgery, getting him off the machine at the end, and then obviously coming off, you know, sedation and things like that. So it was, it was a good probably 12-ish hours until we could see him. Mm. And then it was a pretty intimidating sight seeing him in hospital. In his, he had this, he was in this room that was bigger than my bedroom with machines everywhere. A nurse, a, a nurse, like constantly there, and then this tiny little yeah. human with, I think he had about sixteen tubes oh. coming out of him. So um, it was, it was pretty intimidating. Yeah. yeah. But then I think it was, it was kind of um, onwards and upwards from there. He mm-hmm. made a, the recovery was amazing for yeah. watching him. Like every day we'd go in, there'd be you know something else would be taken off. You know, stop this drug, take this tube out. Like, yeah. More alert. Like, yeah. Everything was changing so rapidly. So I think he was home, I think on three weeks, 21 days, mm. 21 days after birth. So I think it was, yeah, really stressful at the time. But to think that he was born and then three weeks later, he's home after having open heart surgery. Yeah. And then the doctors say, okay, he's just yours now. Mm-hmm. You know, you do with him just like any other baby, right? There's a yeah. couple of precautionary things we had to do. But apart from that, he was a normal, healthy baby. So, yeah. 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 That's good. And now he's, I think, besides a 
a pretty cool scar which he'll have for the rest of his life down the middle of his chest he's mm. just like any other baby so mm. which is quite light the scar yeah they mm. did they actually did a really good job mm. um but it's it's um it's actually it's grown with him so it gets yeah. longer as he grows yeah so but Maybe it's, it's it just like, get lighter and lighter i think so yeah. yeah and it's kind of always been that kind of right in the middle of your chest so mm. i don't mm. think you'll notice it as much so yeah um and how was that first few weeks of having him home, like adjusting to being a dad? Yeah, so I was lucky. I, I think I took three weeks off work when he came home mm-hmm. um, because I think I I knew what I had in my head what to expect, but I think the the commitment just kind of blows you out of the water around mm-hmm. what you have to do. Mm-hmm. I think Liz and I were pretty good team Mm -hmm. managing it pretty well and you know splitting schedules and whatnot and what we had to do um we we tried to get him um we tried to get him on the the bottle with express milk pretty quickly so that we could take in turns feeding and yeah try and get some extended periods of sleep where we could um and so he was a champ with the bottle which was good (laughs) um so that gave us options definitely Um, yeah yeah i've uh, i've always been told not to give Akira the bottle or the dummy until she's at least six or eight weeks. All right. Because they want her to um, establish latching on and feeding properly. Yeah. But I feel like maybe that's why she never really liked bottles because she wasn't introduced it early enough. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it it definitely make uh, Dan or anyone else watching her more difficult. Right. Mm. Yeah. Like I think... Yeah, there was. So they asked us in the hospital. They straight away said, "Can yeah. we give him a dummy?" We said, "Yeah, we're fine. Give him a dummy." And She's then they said, "You might be able to hear her cry right now." Um, and and then yeah, we just had to. Mm. They were feeding him bottles because they had to, yeah. um, just out of necessity. So yeah. I think he just got used to that. So yeah. and then, but he it was pretty good breastfeeding as well. So I think we were lucky yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, it took it took a bit of time, but yeah, he was good. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what was. What during birth that you didn't kind of see coming? During birth? Yeah. I didn't expect the labor to be as long. Mm. Um, So I don't want to complain too much because I'm sure (laughs) because Liz had it much worse than me. I was hungry. (laughs) It was, it was just a long day and it was, um, it's, I think it's amazing what your, your body can do in terms of, you know, making adrenaline or whatever to, to, just to get you through that period because, Mm. you know, I was essentially up for 24 hours. Mm. um, But I felt like, you know, I could be up for longer if I needed to. Yeah. Um, because you kind of immediately have this this bond and this person you need to care for, even though they're in a actually in our situation, they're in a hospital with other people doing all the caring essentially. Yeah. So yeah. That was that was pretty amazing. Yeah. So how has your life been now that you're a dad? Um, it's changed quite dramatically. Yeah. Um, I think it obviously with the Obviously, there's the you know additional responsibility of of looking after a little little person who can't necessarily look after themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, how dare they? I know, <laughs> so sorry. It's um, funny though um, how you know like animals, other animals would just get up and walk right straight away. It's like if they don't, they die. It's... Yeah, but human. They progress totally different. I find that super interesting. They have another eighteen years to look after this child. 18 years or, over or maybe 20 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so th- uh, yeah i think there's yeah there's the obvious um i think the 
probably the biggest challenge I've had. I think is is adjusting to the change in social life. Mm. Um, that's been tough. I think having to you know think about this little human being whenever I would previously just you know up and go and visit a mate or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been that took quite the adjustment. I think that was mm-hmm. probably the toughest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, and even even when I could go out, if if I had to take Sebastian or, or something like that, there was. You know, I found myself a lot of times just saying, oh, no, I can't be bothered going out. Like, mm. It's just too hard. It's just too much work. I'll just stay home, um, which was which was hard at the start, I think. Yeah. And did you find that that um, feeling of being housebound? Because you, you are a very social person mm. and it is a big change. You know, it might sound silly of like, of course, your life's going to change when the baby comes. Mm. But um, it's relative like you know emotions Mm. how you feel stress it's all relative and what other people might find is not a big deal is a big deal to another person yeah for sure and how did that affect your mental health you reckon um i i think the 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 i don't know if it's loneliness i'll say loneliness the loneliness kind of set in it was it was harder to get out and about so that kind of i think left me feeling down on a number of occasions Mm. um i think i you know, rightly or wrongly had these feelings that I was also, you know, not being in, included in, in certain events as well, because obviously I bring the, the child along with me, mm-hmm. if you like, um, which makes it harder. So, you know, whether that's true or not, I'm not sure, but it was definitely hard. Um, yeah. So that kind of left me feeling pretty down. Um, a lot of times I think the, the obvious, you know, adjustments in terms of sleeping habit, I'm sure contributed to that as well. Um, yeah. We had some pretty rough periods where Sebastian would be up, you know, a number of times during the night. So, mm. you know, having to balance work, you know, you, you work all day, come home, look after Sebastian, yeah. try and get some sleep if you can, get yeah. up and do it all again. Yeah. Um, so how did you deal with being down? Um, I, I don't know, I, th- I think I've accepted the... I've come to terms with with my life now, yeah. um, and and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm extremely happy and and yeah. um, I'm glad that that Liz and I have had a child because it's it's quite fulfilling in, in terms of a lifestyle. Yeah. But it's it it I think it just took time to adjust for me. Yeah. Um, so I think once I you know accepted that change in lifestyle, things have been a, a bit better. Um, there's probably definitely still some periods where. Um, I don't know whether work stresses in, in combination with, with having a, a child you're responsible for still gets me down. And yeah. um, I think, I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've really developed coping strategies yet. I think I, I'm getting better at acknowledging when I'm down yeah. and understanding that and yeah. figuring out whether that's I need some peace and quiet or you know, I need to change my routine because you know, something's not working. So um, you kind of just you know, take it head on and just run with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Actually, well, yeah, you say run with it. Like running was one of my... Oh, uh, literally. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, so earlier in the year, I was trying, I was going, you know, two two to three runs a week, I think, mm. which was which was really, I definitely felt much better after a run. I don't think anyone likes running and I don't no. necessarily like running. <laughs> no. <laughs> Running's but, hard. Yeah. 
but, the, but the endorphins afterwards, like, mm-hmm. I guess that's any exercise. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I used to run a lot. And every time... Huh? I did not know this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually quite an athlete. Okay. Um, and every time someone's like, oh, I'm so bad at running. I always think, how can you be bad at running? Yeah. You know? And now, I think maybe a couple of years ago, Dan started running. So I'm like, okay, let's get fit. Um, and yeah, I get it. You can be bad at running because why? Yeah, it's it's just like anything. You need your body needs to be tuned. Yeah, yeah. the only time I run now is if I'm chasing after Akira (laughs) or running away from something, (laughs) not for fun. So yeah, now Sebastian's up and running. It's it's Mm -hmm. I'm not doing as much running as I did earlier in the year, but I'm definitely running after him at the park now, which is actually that's a bit of fun though. Yeah. (laughs) Need a, I need the right bra for part times, that's for sure. I don't have that trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I. It's definitely hard. That, you know, life after. Life with the baby, um, and I. We went through the same things around the same times. I mm. think um, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression at about when Akira was four months and um we well I I want to say that I took the right steps towards getting better Mm. so we um well sorry I did group therapy sessions at the Austin they run like a postnatal thing which was good and they also have a few sessions where I bring in my partner with me and I think that was they those sessions were very um, insightful and effective and I feel like this needs to be talked about more mm. um, you can have postnatal depression even if you're not the mum like the dad right. have it yeah. too and um, yeah I, I, I feel like this needs to be spoken about more and your life has changed but just kind of make sure that you are getting help. Yeah, that's, and that's the hardest thing for me, I think, is, I don't know why, but is the is, is taking that first step and asking for help. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I like to consider myself pretty resourceful in, in trying to figure things out, and yeah. you know, with anything in life, but I think that doesn't doesn't work in this situation. Yeah. I think you, you, you don't, you can't just jump online and research the answers and, mm. and figure it out straight away. Yeah, and uh, it, it really does take time. Yeah, and that, so there's, there's heaps of resources out there which you can find quickly, and I found quickly. You know, mm. I'm sure there's lots of stuff that works and doesn't work, and I, yeah. I, I think I'm still on the journey of figuring out what I need to yep. to do or, or figure out what works for me and what doesn't. Yeah, um, it's um, it's a long journey, I think, mm. um, and. You know, I don't know how I feel right now. <laughs> Still, six months, sixteen months on, and um, it's definitely hard. Some days I'm just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, also really good to have a good support system. Yeah. Friends and families, and um, you know, people to talk to. Yeah. yeah, I went. It was funny earlier in the year. I had a couple of months off work, um, which was yeah. pretty cool because they paid me to. My work paid me to take time off, yeah, um, and support Sebastian, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um, so I went along to the 
to the mothers group yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of times. Um, and they're really cool because they were, they were pretty welcoming. They didn't care that, that I was there. Mm. Um, I'm sure the conversation wasn't as the, you know, the same topics as what, <laughs> what it would have been if Liz was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to, to be invited along to that. Mm. Uh, yeah. I remember the first session of our mother's group, the partner was there and I, Dan was going to come, but then our nurse talked him out of it. I think, oh, you know, it's called parents group, but only mum goes. Right. So there was only one guy and he didn't come back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, I, like I was super conscious of, um, you know, if, if Liz needed to, to talk about something or, you know, if she wanted to to broach a topic i didn't want to be the one that um you know excluded that from being discussed that day i was kind of conscious of that mm. in the back of my mind whether that actually happened or not i don't know but mm. um mm. but yeah as i said i was just grateful that they were you know welcoming yeah um, and they would be yeah yeah um cool yeah <laughs> yeah that was good <laughs> was there anything else you want to talk about um no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm. I guess it's been a really interesting journey. It's, it's fascinating because it's something which I can never reference. Everything that happens, I don't have something in my life to to refer back to and say, oh, previously I dealt with this situation this way, so that worked or that didn't work. So let's yeah. you know do that again. So it's. You are very textbook. I love how textbook you are. <laughs> so I think yeah. I, uh, um, but I, I think I, I'm adjusting to the fact that you just need to, to see what happens. Yeah. I'm glad that Sebastian is healthy and mm-hmm. I've actually got to check up on Tuesday mm-hmm. in a couple of days time, um, which from what we've been told, he'll just have annual checkups from now on just to make sure oh, everything's good. going smoothly, which is pretty fascinating, yeah. um, from, from the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty grateful that, that he's healthy and that's fantastic. And all signs say he'll live a healthy life just like any other little boy which is pretty cool mm. um and he's he's running around now so i'm excited for you know the adventures to come once yeah. he once he i think once he gets a little bit older and you know he can look after himself a little bit more and we can actually you know get out and play sport and or go camping or yeah do those kinds of stuff it's that's exciting as much as you know the, the time right now is fun but i'm looking forward to that as well yeah yeah um thanks so much for your time that's okay and thank you everyone for listening at home like and subscribe <laughs> like and subscribe <laughs> and good reviews please <laughs> five stars five stars um awesome cool great thanks for having me no worries <laughs> bye one <Juan>. bye <laughs>